Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Andre Cunha, the CEO and head of performance of World Sports Science. So Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian. It's a pleasure to be here. Right, it's great to have you on the show as well. So, hey, Andre, uh, what I want to talk to you about today is first we understand your background, and then we'll talk about your approach towards performance, nutrition, innovation. Uh, we also talk about the importance of technologies for you and your day to day. And then we'll talk about the best practices, right, to make sure there's a good communication for the athletes in a private setting and a team setting. And then lastly, I'd love to get your thoughts on the best athletes that you work with uh, in the past and why. Because I know, for example, you work with uh, Gabriel Jesus. <clears throat> so I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that. So how does it sound? Yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for this invitation. Uh, mm-hmm. I respect uh, a lot what you are doing. And all great uh, names came here to talk with you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. No, the problem is great to have you as well. So. Hey, for those who are not too familiar, right, could you uh, tell us about your background and how you really started your company and ended up working with top athletes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today I live in UK, London, but I'm from Brazil. And yeah. my background is strength and conditioning uh, and sports science. But uh, in 2010, uh, I went to athletes performance on that time. Now it's Axos. Mm-hmm. And when I come back from US, uh, I decided with a friend to open for Perform, that company in Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, with the four pillars of performance, we believe, nutrition, mindset, training, and physiotherapy. Yeah. And we put together all these four pillars uh, on the same roof. Mm-hmm. And I started to learn a lot uh, from different areas. Uh, since the beginning, uh, I, uh, I realized the importance of these interactions and these things. If you want to really injury prevent and reach top performance or take all the potential from your athletes. Yeah. So during the, my years uh, as a head of performance in for perform, I learned a lot uh, mm-hmm. from all these areas. And I made a post-graduation in sports rehabilitation too, and some other different courses in psychology, sports psychology, nutrition, and these kind of areas around performance. So in... In 2018, uh, Gabriel Jesus invited me yeah. to work with him directly. And he said, I need a private strength and conditioning. Yeah. And, I, and I said to him, I don't think you need. 
because you are genetically gifted and you are a Man City, the NASA of football with amazing yeah. professionals, but you need something. And two days later, I come back to him and I made a, this offer for this product. Uh, I want to be your performance manager. I want to take care of psychology, uh, nutrition, uh, accessory training, behaviors, routine, performance, lifestyle, sleep. Uh, very connected with the club, uh, like creating an extension of what happened uh, on the training ground. Mm -hmm. So he said yes, <laughs> and we right. started. We started this journey 2018, and from this journey, uh, Volt Sports Science born. Uh, during these years with Gabriel, uh, I met Tulio and Natalia both my business partner today yeah and we developed this service exclusive for football players that's great uh, now you mentioned what is your approach towards performance nutrition and innovation now, how are you guys i guess unique in the way that you help the athletes right yeah i think uh what made us unique uh the first thing was understanding the what kind of problems we are solving mm -hmm. because when we were in the athlete context we see some problems when you speak with agents you see the same problems and when you speak with the club, you see the same problems. Now, what kind of, so, what kind of problems? Can you give some examples of communication yeah, problem or? Yeah, yeah, I, I will get there. Okay. I will get there uh, because the, the history will take me there. Okay. <laughs> so uh, on our point of view, uh, the people are, were facing the problems, but they are not getting the solutions. And why? Uh, because the only people, the thing, the thing only people see normally mm -hmm. is the football player, is the tip of the iceberg outside of the water. I see. But the majority of these problems, we are talking about the two layers above, the athletes and the human being. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of this, uh, a lot of the time, when you see the problems in these two layers, they happen in the, when the player is outside of the training ground. And it's when you have the majority of the time to work on these problems. Yeah. So in that moment, uh, I realized the uh, opportunity we have to work on these two layers, the athlete and the human being. And we are talking about two different layers, but the reality it's everything connected. And but I think every... sometimes we, we tend to look at the athletes, the players, but we don't take into consideration the human being. Yeah, right? a lot, a lot of the time, and it's because normally, when you are when you are talking about the human being, uh, you need to talk a little bit about the personal life. Yeah. Yeah, and inside of the training ground, it, it's a different environment. A lot of competition, uh, competition, the team competition uh, between position competition, uh, a lot of stress, and 
sometimes you cannot uh, reach and talk about this kind of thing. So that's why performance managers who work directly with the player have this kind of connection, can get more in depth with this kind of problem. And sometimes this is the kind of problems who push the brakes for the player do not reach his full potential as a player, mm -hmm. as a football player. So philosophy, all these areas, mindset, nutrition, training, physiotherapy, behaviors is understanding the human, the athlete, and the player. So can I, can I give an example, right? So for example, uh, you know, a coach might look at an athlete or a head of performance of a team might look at an athlete, but they don't understand what's going on at home, right? Yeah. yeah. A player could have, a, 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 you know, a baby and they have to get up early and they don't get much sleep and, you know, they don't, how do they get visibility into that? Is that what you're referring to? Like understanding what's going on outside of the field? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things like, let's, uh, I have so much uh, examples like communication. Mm -hmm. Communication is key for the player. And when you like communication and emotional intelligence, when you don't have, when a player do not have minutes, he will be frustrated. Oh yeah. Uh, always, always. And sometimes he just need to understand uh why why he do not receive in these minutes mm -hmm. or what the manager is expecting uh, what the coach is expecting for him what he can do in the training to get more minutes or to go in the right direction mm -hmm. and in football we still have this the coach as an untouchable person He's a leader, that's fine. But it's obviously uh, always the coach wants uh, a player who wants to work for him, mm -hmm. wants to be better, wants to be professional. So communication, develop communication for the player to know how to speak with the coach. What, what, what I need to speak, what's the right way? Because players, they always think, Oh, I, I, they just wait, 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 wait. And they go to speak with the coach just if they have a problem and always mm -hmm. bring in problems. And yeah. the reality, they can bring solutions to the coach, but to bring the solution, they need to understand how they can communicate. So you help them to communicate with the coach. So that a lot. They, we yeah. have, we, we do exercises to go well setting, to understand how to deal with emotions, because uh, I don't, uh, I don't believe in good and bad emotions. All emotion have a, a purpose when you feel. You just need to know what I will do in terms of attitude, of in terms of action after what I'm feeling. And if you know how to deal with this emotion, probably you will direct the, your action towards your goal. And this is what the players need to do. So uh, another example for a different layer for athletes. So what you do in match day minus, sorry, in match day plus one, plus two to enhance your recovery. Mm -hmm. So we, we use technology, we use thermography, we use biomarkers, 
we use isometric handheld anemometers for isometric strength. And for me, data and beautiful too for education because with data you can measure behavior and we are talking at the beginning about mindset yeah. but every mindset all mindset drives the attitude attitudes in the real world will change the game so you have technology to measure you have data to educate and you just need to bring this for the real life. Now, can I ask you a question on that? I think, and, and it's, there's a big trend, right, today, when the athletes wants to understand the data. That, cause that's yeah. that, right? So yeah. imagine a, a situations where you mentioned tomography, right? Yeah. Uh, so I want to I wanna make sure I understand. So you guys would, let's say you have a partnership, hypothetically, right? You would have a partnership with Tomo Human, and you have you use that right to understand uh, if your athlete is, a, is at a risk of potential injuries, right? Yeah. So now the team may not get access to Tamo Human necessarily, right? So how do you um, you know uh, avoid a disconnect because one team may not be using the same technology versus you and your staff, and they may not be able to see the same data the same way? Does it make yeah. sense? Yeah, it's an amazing question. Yeah, and I think this is one of the the questions I receive more. Okay. Because one of the most difficult things for the team behind the team is communication yeah. with the training ground and the club staff. Yeah. So our first thing when we have a new player, a new athlete, the first thing we do as an operation is uh, establish the communication with mm -hmm. the team and my goal with my data goal of vote with the data we collect is give support for the club to make better decisions so you, and want, to help them. you want to help them you're not here to take their job or just want to help not them. at all yeah. not at all when we have a new player the first thing i do is send a presentation and the presentation uh, the name is vote for clubs because it's our statement, what we are here for. Uh, we are here to communicate. We will create a WhatsApp group to send our microcycle based on yours. We need to adapt, not the club. We are here to give support. We yeah. will share our feedbacks. So every time I collect thermography or biomarker, uh, the first thing I do is share with the club before I share with the player. I do not want the player arriving on the training grounds and talking about something the club do not know what is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the decision, and the decision about doing something like more load, less load, no training, all these kind of things, is not mine. Yeah. It's from the people from the club, the staff from the club. So what I want is my data help them to make better decisions too. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense because you don't want to go behind their back, right? The last thing you want is, like you said, the team not to be aware of certain, you know, types of data that might contradict what they're telling the players. Right? No, not at all. And I and I and I know I know how much I give support to Man City. I know how much votes give support to Arsenal, to Sevilla 
to yeah. Benfica. I have a lot of examples of good communications and how much support uh, we give we gave to these clubs. Okay. Well, you know, bring my next question, but I think you talked about the fact that you guys are using technology like tomography, but uh, so my next question is how important are technologies to your job? It's not like it's very important, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very important. Uh, I think uh, now it's always about understand uh, what kind of technology and what kind of data. I think this is the first step uh, yeah. because there is so much technology every day, new, 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 new technology mm -hmm. and new data, new data, new data. Um, and I think the first thing is the first thing is it's important you you if you do not use technology you are behind yeah, that's sure. the first thing second thing what kind of technology and what kind of data makes sense for me and makes sense for the club i'm giving support yeah and, and i will give you an example if we have a new athlete and this club already have thermography mm -hmm use thermography with these athletes you're not going to i do not will use thermography because i don't need to do the same thing as the club yeah, is doing. yeah you know i do not want like if this club already do uh match day plus two hamstring isometric strength i will not do the same thing as the club is doing because it's repetitive and it's already stressful the routine of an athlete. Yeah. I don't need. I don't want to create more stress of the same thing. I want to be individual. I want to be specific. So I will do a different thing. So you want it to be complementary to whichever Completely. technology the club is already using. Completely. So Completely. you can help them fill in the gaps if there's any gaps. Exactly. Like for for club, probably uh, the club. Uh, we'll have a lot of difficult to measure like aversion strength for all the athletes. But for me, I have only one. It's easy to measure this, that, this, this. And if I can measure and send this data for the club and the club delivery, a better health and injury prevention and performance service good, yeah, that makes sense. So now, obviously, in the context of, um, you know, the team behind the team, right, where athletes yeah. have many times they have their own private staff, whether it's a performance coach, physical therapist, a strength coach, their own chef. I mean, it's it's pretty common, right? Yeah. Um, now, what do you think are the best practices to make sure there's a good communication for the athletes in a private setting and a team setting? How would you summarize that? Yeah, I think uh we are going to direction of the best practice mm -hmm. we, we we will take some time to reach uh, and i talk about this in a conversation some weeks ago because i think uh what we need the next step is one person because this is this is not anymore a trend this is a reality yeah this is a reality and it's growing fast Mm -hmm. So I think what the clubs need to do is have one person inside of the club 
who will be the responsible to receive the information from the teams behind the team mm -hmm. and delivery for inside of the training ground. And same yep. thing, because let's suppose, imagine the strength and conditioning from Arsenal. If he needs to take care of the athletes, the programs, communicate with all the staff and have to communicate with all the private staffs, impossible. Yeah. But if you have just one person responsible to communicate with all the staff, receive the information, digest and summarize and deliver, I think this is the first step. And soon I think we will get there. From the private side, the first thing is understand, put yourself from the people inside of the training ground, mm -hmm. empathy. Empathy and communication. If you understand, if you show you are a good professional who understands the risks of what you are doing, you have uh, established uh, operation and you are there to give support with time, it will come. But all the relationships need to be based on confidence, and confidence needs time. Yeah. So, for me, I think this is the this is the best practice. So completely open communication. The small side needs to adapt. So the private side needs to adapt. Uh, and you need to show you have uh, operation, organized operation, and give time to the confidence develop doing the same same with ethic and professional. Yeah, and that reminds me at a good point of uh, a friend of mine, Marco Nunez. He used to work for the Lakers, was the other yeah. trainer for eight years. And but then now he's more independent. He works privately with athletes. And he said, the one thing that I always tell the team is that look, I've been in your shoes. I've been there. I know what it's like. I'm not here to I'm here to work with you. Because sometimes there's a clash between the private staff and then the team staff, right? So yeah. I think like you said, empathy, right? Making sure they understand that, you know, um, you're here to help them and you be in their shoes. Right, so there's no conflict. Yeah, yeah. I think there is another. There's another important thing we do as a company. We try to go every month to the training ground to have an in-person uh, yeah. meeting. This is not easy because imagine if every athlete, uh, we have your private staff and the staff needs to come to the training ground. A lot of people. Yeah. But if you do virtually, it's already amazing. Yeah. If you have a half an hour of catch up. Every month, it's already good because you are improving your communication. You are uh, seeing the people you are talking. You are established a confidence relationship. Yeah. So I think in terms of the best practices, uh, will private sides develop organized operations, mm -hmm. uh, put, you, put you in the shoes in the other person, empathy. And for the clubs, have one person responsible to receive and deliver the information to inside and from inside to outside. To be a liaison within the club. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, last question for you is, obviously, you work with some top athletes anywhere from Gabriel Jesus and many others. But what are the best athletes that you work with and why? What makes them unique, you think? Yeah, uh, now I have such a different 
kind of athletes, as you said, like Gabriel, Jesus, Ederson, Arthur Cabral, Rodrigo Muniz, Alex Telles. Uh, I worked with so before votes, I work with different kind of athletes, and this was nice too for me from a background. Yeah, but special athletes, like I will use Ederson as an example. Uh, and I don't know how much you follow Man City games, but I think when when Ederson have the balls, the ball with him, yeah, they they only him <laughs> when he do his kind of plays you know so cold uh, uh, so confident on what he's doing and for me uh, mentality, the mentality and I, I like to call the mental attitude mm -hmm. the mental mental attitude is the first difference between first first tier and second tier mm -hmm. you know and all these athletes to be in the premier league la liga you already need to be different you have course. to be tough mentally you mean when you say mental attitude yeah when i say mental attitude it's not tough it's attitude who drives your choices and when i say choices uh it's not on, just only the pitch Choices about lifestyle, choices uh, about communication, choices inside of the pitch, choices about uh, student, uh, student more, learn English, all these kind of things. The top yeah. athletes, they are different when you talk so they're about... Willing, they're willing, so it looks like they need to have a positive attitude, right? To always progress and they're open yeah. to things, right? They're open to learn new things and progress. And all those things, right? Yeah, yeah. We can we can use it. Uh, we can talk about self determination theory. These guys who are really motivated too. But uh, inside votes, uh, I like to call this at mental attitude. And for sure, this is the first thing uh, who difference the top, top, top for the second tier of athletes. Okay. And you may and so as far as the the best athletes that you work with. The best athletes, uh, you mentioned um, the player, right, from Man City. Yeah, Ederson. Ederson, yeah, yeah he's top, he's top. And why, uh, another example about uh, the mental aspect, it's because you see a lot of players with amazing technical skills, mm -hmm. uh, amazing tactical awareness. Mm -hmm. But when you are inside of the pressure of the game and you have just milliseconds to make decisions and to express your skill, this is completely different. And sometimes the mindset that his player have to block awareness, the skill, and all these kind of things. Sometimes this could be strength, but mindset is completely different completely so, different. so on, on that aspect you know one of my good friend is the biofeedback expert right he worked yeah. with like Real madrid i think ac milan back in the day the spanish national soccer team and you know biofeedback in soccer right there's a number of teams that started using it in the early days of ac milan real madrid chelsea football club um and my friend was telling me about the importance of breathing breathing yeah. 
So do you work with your athletes on, on you know, the mental aspect? Do you breathing exercise and all that? A lot. Things? Every week, sometimes really? two, three times a week. Yeah. We use briefing for mindfulness. We use briefing for parasympathetic activation. We use briefing for anxiety management. We use briefing for concentration. We use briefing for teaching like core activation. We use a lot of briefing. Lot you, of saw, you saw a lot of improvement from the players so that when they get on the field, when it's pressure time, they're in control, they're relaxed, you know, because you know what happened when some, like I remember the mind room, right, from AC Milan, they would make them watch videos when they're missing a pass, right? So they would teach them to be comfortable and relaxed so that when they get on the field, they're completely in the zone, as they call it. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. And, and, go ahead. And it's, it's not easy because uh, the players are, are not used to it, to yeah. all this kind of work. And this is another important why uh, private staffs are growing. Because some kind of activities, uh, the training ground is not the best place to do. Yeah. Like the training ground, as I said to you, is competition. Some, you, you have music. Oh, come on, let's go. Strength training, competition. Of, it's a different kind of environment. Mm -hmm. And normally when you want to do like briefing stuff, develop mindfulness, talking about communication, do some yoga session, pilates session, uh, and all these kind of things, you need more calm, you need more quiet. So that's uh, why uh, work in a different kind of environment is important too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you, you, you're bringing, uh, you're complementary, right, to what the, the, the athletes need. You know, because look, the, in the club setting, the staff only has, you know, a limited amount of time, right? They cannot do everything and provide the same level exactly. of care for all of the athletes, right? So that's why there's a need, right, in that profession for athletes to have their own private coaches so they can address the thing that you cannot do in a team setting, right? And the other important thing, probably the player will play in two, three, four, maybe five or more different clubs. Yeah. And you do not need to start completely new history if you have someone who is with you and understand you from your toes from your head and yeah. he goes with you it's your health and performance history and data will be always with you yeah, you're right. you always know what to do for maintain your health and your performance yeah so you have continuity right because exactly. one of the issues for example when an athlete leaves a club Right, those those teams they use like those AMS platforms, but it doesn't. They, the athletes cannot always bring the data with them, right? So, uh, no, so nothing, no, never. I mean, not. No, see, I'm seeing some some companies that have those AMS platform where, for example, there are some companies that have like athletes app that an athlete can subscribe to, but that's on their own dime, right? So, is owner of the data. Yes. But when the data is inside of the training ground and the player moves to another club, the club never sends the data to the other club. They lose it, yeah. 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 The, my only comment is there are some AMS companies that I've seen, I can tell you offline, 
that starting to do that? How can we help the, the athletes when they when they leave a club, right, to have access still to get that data, right? Yeah. Because they realize, like you said, it, it doesn't happen usually. So I'm seeing some AMS companies who say, well, we can help to do that. So they can, there's continuity in the data wherever they go, right? But the majority of the AMS platform, 100%, they don't have this ability to give the data to the athletes, right? It's kind of lost. And sometimes the AMS platform have the ability, but the club do not want to send. <laughs> well, see, that's another issue then. Um, so, but look, uh, you know, we had the end of the podcast, but I want to thank you for, for your time today. It's super interesting. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, it's, a, it's my pleasure. Um, very excited to be in the summit. And uh, I think we'll, we'll be amazing and there's a lot of more conversation to develop the team behind the team especially mm -hmm. develop the way we do things together and at the athlete for the player the most important thing yeah at the end of the day right you're dealing with an athlete a human being so you know yeah. we are, i guess the common goal is to help the, the athletes at the end of the day right yeah and if the if the athlete is health perform with less injuries, yeah. I will be happy. The agent will be happy. The athlete will be happy. The club, the manager, everyone. <laughs> 100%. 100 So look, but thank you, Andre, for, for your time today. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.